to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, I am so excited about today's bonus episode because I have my Instagram friend, we met on Instagram, um, and client and just, you know, the sweetest woman, Brooklyn Beckerson joining us today. She is the host of the podcast Life in Orbit, and she has just walked through something that I feel like we can all relate to. So I invited her here to share our, her story. Brooklyn, thank you so much for being here. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, Carla. I'm so excited. Why don't you just give us sort of the 60 seconds Cole's notes into Brooklyn? Okay, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Beckerson. So I am, like Carla mentioned, I'm the host of the Life in Orbit podcast. I've been doing that for a couple years now. Um, <clears throat> I'm a freelance graphic designer by trait. So I work from home and I'm able to dedicate time to my podcast and my work. Um, but I'm also a mother and I'm also a wife. And um, I have a two-year-old son who's adorable. And um, my husband and we've been married for five, six years. And um, we're just residing in Kentucky in the United States and um, hanging out, you know, working hard and, and living for Christ. I love that. I love that. Working hard and living for Christ. <laughs> so let's talk about the work. Let's talk about life in orbit. Um, I know similar to me, uh, God put a call on your heart to podcast and to share. And why don't you tell us a little bit about how that call initially looked and then what happened? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. Well, I'll share like a kind of like a mini version of my testimony and kind of how all this got started. Right. I had an event um, in my early 20s that changed my life. I had a near death experience that woke me up and um, Christ actually called me out of a very destructive lifestyle and put me on his plan and path um, of forgiveness and salvation. And at 22, um, I believed, you know, I, I knew he was Lord, but I would spend the next six to seven years half walking with him, um, mm -hmm. playing the games of the world, chasing things, manifesting, getting so wrapped up in the hustle, self-love boss babe vibe. Right. And it yeah. took another big event for me, March, 2020, where I lost my job due to COVID and I realized, you know, nothing in my life was mine. I couldn't control anything. The mantras weren't cutting it. And as a storm came, um, I couldn't see the next month, the next five years, the next 10 years of my plan and my self-fulfilling actions. And it actually left me really joyless. Um, and I remember calling my mom who then directed me to her mentor, a friend of hers, Christian, which at that time I'm like, you know, the last thing in my mind, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just so a mess. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's like, I want you to speak to my, you know, mentor. And, and I, so I did this lady, I'd never talked to my mom's friend. And she goes, I want you to give you an assignment to look for joy in the Bible. Like just 
go see what that means. Like, go see what that is. And so it led me on this journey of like, well, did I ever really have joy? What is joy? What was I creating in my life? What was I missing from my life? Because at this point, I told you, you know, I, I was saved. I, you know, Jesus was Lord to me, but like, was he like, and was I really walking with him? Um, so thankfully in 2020, you know, Jesus opened my eyes to more of him and what rest really looked like and what a calling of my life really looked like, um, and dependence on him and fully surrendering not only like my whole life, but like, you know, my finances, my business, my dreams and desires and relationships. Like, what did that look like? Um, knowing that, you know, ultimately he had something far better planned for me because mm. I couldn't, couldn't see that. Um, it's funny so when we, when we are so married to our plans and they inevitably go astray, we're lost because we can't, trust in ourselves. We can't control the circumstances. And when it all depends on us and our plans, that's really shaky, shaky mm -hmm. ground. But don't we all have to experience that? Like, I don't know what it is with the human condition, but I feel like we all have to get to these spots where we get to the end of ourselves before we're really receptive to mm -hmm. God's good gifts. <laughs> yes. No, I completely agree. And it's like, and it took something like 2020 COVID, you know, where I yeah. get, you know, forced into the situation where it's like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be in a corporate job. Maybe I'm supposed to be working from home. Like a lot of things changed for me where it's like, you know, what, all these plans I thought I had, like, and it took being cornered in almost to be like, listen, like, no, you know, yeah. um, and, and being able to surrender that. So I actually, um, was working on a like a book at the time, right? I was working on this like journal that I wanted to help people with self-help, right? <laughs> that was what I was consuming at the time. And I, I said, I have all the answers. I'm gonna help people, whatever. And it wasn't working. It never worked. And I would spin my circles crazy about it. Well, all of this stuff happened and it wasn't until I started to learn about God and learn about Jesus and read my Bible. And, and then I revisited this project and I said, this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about God. This whole thing is about God. And it changed everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, then the podcast was born and all these things came from it. That was just like realizing I have to tell people this because here I was for years chasing something that I thought I wanted, something that the world told me was good. Um, that I could have everything I wanted when in reality, all I need to do is rest in, in Christ and know who he is like period, you know? Yes. Um, and when that finally clicked, it was just like, I have to tell everyone, you know? Um, and so that's when life in orbit was born and stuff. But as I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second, like it was not perfect from there by no, no means. What is it? Perfect. Check complete. Did it? Nope. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm often like, Paul got a very clear call on his life. And we forget that that call on his life came with trials and adversity. Mm -hmm. He had joy in the midst of it because he was so connected to his father. But sometimes I feel like we think we get a call, we get an assignment from God, the clouds are going to open and everything's going to be easy. When we walk in God's will, everything is going to be easy. It doesn't happen that way, though. No. And and almost in the best ways, too, because I've, I've found with each step and each movement, each season, there's been so much pruning and mm. growth and humility 
independence and, and things that sound painful and are painful and are not fun um, to go through. But on the other side of those things is it, it ends up being whatever my business, my life, my relationships, that much richer, that yes. much good, that much um, central focused on him. And so I'm forever grateful and thankful for those things. So you launched this podcast, you have this call, you want to share the message of Jesus. And I know as a podcaster myself, to share that message, you sometimes have to, I don't know, I don't want to say play the game, but you've got to promote your podcast. You got to, you know, let people know about it. How are people going to find it if they don't know about it? So suddenly you're engaging in social media and you're, you're looking at numbers and you're doing this and that can sometimes infiltrate our mission. So what happened with you (laughs) as you started to do this podcast? So I remember, so I started this podcast and this was kind of like, um, I had this book idea, right? And I, and I was like, well, I have more to share. So I need to start this podcast. And I, I love talking. I love, you know, whatever. And so it just kind of was a natural fit. And as I began to do it and connect with people, and I remember getting so much um, affirming, like, yes, this is right. This is the calling. Like, I could feel it. People were responding. Like, it was just like, this is good. Like, this is what I should be doing with my life. And it ultimately led me to leave my job and pursue freelance and in the podcast full time and all these things. But as it started to grow um, and you start to see numbers and you start to hear voices in your head. And I, I started to connect with people because I would take, I would take certain steps and directions. Right. So I'd say, okay. And in my head, I'm still like, I really want to make this book. Right. So I'm like, how do I make this book? So I reach out to these like literary agents and they say, you don't have enough followers. So I'm like, well, how do I get enough followers? So that, so then my goal already is shifting from, I was building this thing that God told me, you know, was good and I made it and it was great and everything was fine. This podcast, people are loving it. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden I just like, it's not enough. It's not right. It's not good. And so then I start to like put my hands in it. And I say, you know what, I I think I can do this or do that. And I start reaching out to people and they start getting in my ear about, well, you know, do this and do that and take this course and do this thing. And then you'll get this and you'll get this. And so I started to just go down that rabbit hole of you want to be successful. You need to do these things. And I found myself right back at the very start of where I was months, years prior of chasing something, but what was harder this time is that I had slapped the word God in front of it. And I remember thinking like, what have I done? You know, I've, I've, I don't like, I failed God, you know, right. That I, I had these great intentions. I was trying to make it for him, for his kingdom, for his glory. Right. But was I, and also doesn't he just want me like, and so I was just chasing this thing. Um, And it just became so apparent as it was just like burnout, frustration, anger at the people that I loved, snapping at them and stuff. And it's like, for what? To build what? You know, Um, all the while not reading my Bible as much as I was in the beginning. Like it just had changed. And it's just crazy how quickly it changes. Um, Mm -hmm. Even like even with the best intentions, um, 
And friends, this is not just a business or a podcast issue. Like God has a call on our lives as mothers, but how often do we start moving off the call that God has given us uniquely to mother our children and start comparing and start being like, well, this is what motherhood looks like based on Pinterest or based on what I see here. And we start mothering for appearances and for our glory to get the pats on our backs rather for God's glory. And even in the church, we can see this, like we wear a badge of honor if we are serving in all the ways and volunteering in all the ways. And yet we have made it about us and not about God. This is not just a podcast or social media work issue. This is an issue of the heart that is in all of us. In all of us is that that tendency to want to elevate ourselves. And that's what it comes down to. We want to elevate ourselves. We want the glory, right? This is the issue that happened in the Garden of Eden. They (laughs) wanted to be like gods. And we have not escaped that temptation to want to be our own little gods. And it's so, it's so interesting too, that as you got away from the word and guys, you know, on this podcast, I'm always telling you, get into the Bible as you got away from it, as you stop listening to God's message, the other messages got louder and became more influential. So how did you turn this around? Because there's hope, there's hope, right? Once we know, once we see, once God's convict, there's a hope to turn it around. And he is so faithful to meet us in that redemption of our issue. How did it turn around for you? It's true. Well, I'm, okay. So I'm a bit of a practical steps girl. I always have been. I like a good, you know, <laughs> ABC to do blank, you know. Yes. Um, but I, I broke this down into two into two things. These are the 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 two realizations that I had realizing, you know, in my business, my podcast, everything, life. Um, number one, you know, and I'm not perfect. I still, um, you know, walk through this or whatever, struggle with this. I used to struggle a lot with hearing God. Um, how do I know which way to go? What to do next? What is my calling? With Within this calling that he had put on my heart, I constantly was like, what am I doing? I never know what to do. Um, and I had the realization, all he wants is me. All he wants is you. Every day, all the time, all of us, like that's it. And if we're doing that right, and if I'm, and if I'm loving him first and foremost, and he's the director of all years of my life, truly, um, I'll know what to do next. I'll hear him because he's showing me and telling me through his word, like period, you know? And and sometimes we think, you know, God isn't looking or listening or showing up. Um, but are you looking for him? Are you seeking him? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not playing with you and he's not trying to hide from you. Um, so now, you know, when I hear from God, um, this typically is through reading and prayer and Christian fellowship. Mm-hmm. have to really nail that in there because yeah. I used to think oh, I just need to do this alone no 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 no, no. <laughs> um but it may not be a direct answer to the problem that I'm having or direct you know route whatever but it's usually keep trusting me be patient show love today reach out to someone be slow to anger have good stewardship and discipline it's things like that that I'm hearing now and and I only receive that through prayer and the bible and getting to know him I once had someone say um, do you treat your relationship with God the same way that you treat 
or would you treat your relationship with God the same way that you treat it with like someone that you don't talk to very much, right? Or something. It's like you only come to them when you need things. You don't really know who they are. Like you just kind of like, mm. hey, what's up? Like you wouldn't treat your spouse like that. You wouldn't be like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, can you give me advice today? Okay, bye. And then not talk to them for like a week. Like it's yeah. a relationship that we need to build. Um, and I think we underestimate a lot of the time the power um, that the light of Christ has within us. You know, I think we focus so much on what we can do that we forget what he does through us where we are. And I know that sounds like simple, but um, someone once told me specifically about my business, you know, do you want to know the next step to take with your business? You want to know what to do? Stop thinking about your business. Like stop thinking about yourself, like get closer to God, get in the word, get closer to people around you and rest. And it's going to work itself out. Like that's all you need to be doing, right? Obedience, worship and love. We get so caught up on being human doings mm-hmm. that we don't do human beings, just being in his presence, right? Just being in obedience, just being faithful. Like that is really what God calls us to. And I know for me, I really have to like, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know God's will. I don't know God's will. Here's God's will that you love him and you love others like yourself. So in the task in front of you, how can I give glory into this? How can I be loving someone in this, right? How can I show myself love and compassion and grace so that I'm able to outpour it to others? We complicate it so (laughs) much, right? All the time. And really it is simple. And, you know, simple can be hard. It's hard to surrender. It's hard to let go. But like you said, the beauty on the other side of that, there's joy, there's peace, there's rest, there's hope, right? And it's so beautiful. It is. So I know for me, I have to like have guardrails for myself because it's very easy to get consumed by Mm -hmm. numbers and facts and figures. And yes, it's a business and you have to You have to be concerned with some of those things, right? God wants us to be a good steward of our business, but how do you stop it from elevating? Yes. So my next step, my my next hack, if you will, not really kind of. Um, So we're always keeping our eyes on Christ. We're always, you know, working in obedience with him. The second is to constantly, that I've noticed, constantly test my heart. For Mm -hmm. example, do I want to grow X, Y, Z for security, for praise, or is it to help people? Is it to grow closer to God? Is it to bring glory to myself or to him? And um, again, we're never going to be perfect. It's, you know, it's going to be difficult, but I think I start to notice patterns and attitudes within myself when things happen and don't happen. And and this is where I can find myself recentering back to Christ when, not if, when this happens, because yeah. it will happen is it's like you you have to and it makes it easier as you go like the more you recognize it you'll turn back faster um but you've you've got to test your heart in every situation your interactions with clients your um motives behind doing something is just kind of be like test it up to the word be like what does god say about this what does god say about who i am or what i should be doing or all those you know all those things um and i i've been really liking I like this story in um, Matthew, Matthew 14. You know, the uh, Jesus walking on the water, right? 
and Peter asks to come out to Jesus. Um, he calls him. And Jesus says, you can come out, come out of the boat. He says, if you're, Lord, you know, I think they think he's a ghost, right? They think he's a yeah. ghost on the water. And they say, that's you, Jesus. Like, call me out. And he says, come out of the boat. And he walks on the water towards Jesus. And um, it says in Matthew 14, it says, but when they saw the, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt me? Now, something I have recently loved about this passage is it wasn't Peter's fear that sank him, right? It was his doubt. Um, and sometimes we, we think about Peter's fear so much here, but if you read the passage again, it says Peter saw the wind and became afraid. He took his eyes off Jesus. Yeah. You know, we take our eyes off Jesus in every area of life. And when we experience fear and restlessness and pride and chasing and burnout, um, we don't see him. And we see what's happening around us and we lose focus. And without our eyes on Jesus, um, maybe we're thinking like, you know, wow, what did the disciples think about me? I'm out here on the water walking. Or maybe we're like, oh, what's past Jesus out there? I want to see. Or what's behind me? You know, we're not focusing on what's truly important here, right? Mm -hmm. And it's Jesus. And no matter what, we must know that we're going to sink if we don't have our eyes on him. Um, but something I also love about the story that I want to mention, because I know we focus so much on ourselves in scripture sometimes, um, but instead focus on what Jesus is doing here too, right? He knew Peter would do this. He knew and he called him out anyway. And as he began to sink, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him. He saved him right there, right then, right? Mm -hmm. And he remained stable for him. And by walking on the water in that storm, Jesus demonstrates his power and his control over creation. And so when we look at him and we trust him and there's no need to be afraid um, or to doubt and in his loving mercy, you know, he saves us regardless. And that is powerful. And that is the response that we see then happen. It draws them to worship immediately, right? Yeah. And through worship of God, acknowledging who Jesus is by trusting him. So when you relate this to reading your Bible, you know, don't make excuses to not have time with God uh, or to look at Jesus in all areas, all aspects of your life, your finances, you know, God, you know, you're feeling like lack of security. Look at Jesus, look to God, look to what he says. And I've always found, um, then when I try to look backwards or forwards or inward, I'm exhausted. I'm fearful. Yes. I'm burnt out. And I'm chasing dreams of my heart. Um, and so, yeah, he didn't, he didn't ask Peter to do anything crazy, right? He didn't ask him to do anything crazy. I mean, aside from stepping out on the water, which, you know, is a little bit low. But, like, you know, he just asked him to step out in faith and trust him. Yeah. And we, we have to remind ourselves of these stories daily and and that's that's why i said the only way that we can do this uh to recenter back and, and to have the right heart is to be reading your bible you wouldn't yes. see these stories you wouldn't know these things and be able to move about your day um if you're not getting to know him yes because the bible encourages us it corrects us and sometimes we don't like that sting of correction but it's what guides our heart back to the lord it has the power to transform us. It has the power to make us more like Jesus. And I always say this too, if you are struggling, how is your Jesus time? Right. <laughs> how are you getting into the word? And not as a checklist, right? We can, we can check things off the list, but are we earnestly in our heart seeking after God 
in our prayer, in our Bible time, in our worship. And we have to recognize that much like the tithe, we need to give our time and energy and trust. I know we all have a big list of things to do. We're all busy moms. We all have this, but God, I have found supernaturally stretches my energy, stretches (laughs) my time when I give it to him first, Mm -hmm. just like with the tithe, when you, there's been times when my husband's been unemployed and we did not know how to pay the bills, but we did not sacrifice the tithe. And in doing so, God stretched in ways I can't even understand. Like God meets us when we meet him. He is true to our his promise that he will provide for all our needs. If we have a need for energy to be mom that day, God will provide that energy. But we have to seek first the kingdom and then all the stuff will be added unto us. Are we seeking first the kingdom in all that we do? Yes, I love that. I actually, since you mentioned that, you were the one actually recently who was, uh, you know, we talked back and forth on Instagram, my Instagram buddy. And, <laughs> you know, and you encouraged me and you said, you know, I want you to read your Bible. I want you to read your Bible consistently five minutes a day, like whatever, just get in it every single day. Cause I was like, I kind of struggle with this sometimes, you know? Um, and I've been doing that now for a while. Yes, a girl. That are a hiccup. <laughs> but for the most part, I've been doing it for months. And what I love and how I structured my day because I work from home is I say before I touch a project, before I interact with anyone, before I look at my phone, like for emails, anything like that, I'm reading my Bible. I don't yes. care if I have too much stuff going on or I feel like I'm not going to be able to get it. You know, that comes first, period. And I've always found that when I make it time that does not move, I have to do it. Um, I find that I do. I like you said, I have the energy and and the mood and everything to then move about the rest of my day. And um and so don't skimp on that. Yeah. And I need no. to talk about that. Don't don't ever skimp on that because that needs to come first um with everything. So I love Yes. That. And you know, I talk about this in, in his image wellness collective. I'm all about how are we stewarding our life and stewarding our decisions. And this is what this comes down to. Are you stewarding your time in a way that gives God glory? If you're not meeting with him, then friend, the answer is no. But God will reach down his hand anyways. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. So all we have to do is reorient our heart back to that. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. It's not easy to admit when we're, we've made things about us. That's a hard thing to admit, but guys, we all do it. You are not alone and there is no shame or condemnation. There is repentance and reorientation back to God. And he is so faithful to meet us there and to reconcile us back to him and just build something beautiful through our lives because he has promised us a hope and a future. And we can be worthy of that calling as we submit and surrender our life to him. Is there anything in closing you wanted to share? 
Nope, you you, you on the spot. <laughs> you know, you you covered it. You covered all the bases here. It's just yeah, just reiterating back what you said. You know, yeah. you you gotta stay connected to the source, right? Gotta yes. be plugged in, and um, and you've gotta test your heart. You've gotta yes. look at your heart with every move that you make. Um, oh, I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Brooklyn. Thank you for having me. Before you go, did you know that I offer one-on-one mentorship? If you are feeling stuck in the cycle of negative self-talk, if you are having trouble replacing the lies with truth, if you need support in building mental resiliency and really growing in confidence in God and your gifting, I want you to send me an email and see if a one-on-one mentorship session is right for you. Be blessed. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.